Good morning. Where where have you been, John? That's I can hear it now. Right. So uh, I've been sick. This is uh, ten days. Uh, I got sick on Thanksgiving. I don't know what hit me. Something hit me uh, that uh, took all my strength and my ability to come out and preach. I did do my Sunday, uh, my uh, Monday through Friday classes, but I could not come out to minister. I couldn't leave the house. They didn't leave the house for like eight days till Friday. So that was like uh, eight days, nine days, something like that. I uh, didn't leave the house. So, uh, but I'm here now, and it's really cold. We snowed, snowed about two inches last night, three inches. Pretty chilly. Looks like it wants to snow again. A lot of snow in the mountains here. And uh, December. Welcome to December. So let's pray real quick. Lord, I thank you that we can come out to the street when we're physically able. You help us to overcome some problems and situations in life, but we give you all the glory. We don't praise doctors or, or uh, praise medicine or we praise, uh, we praise you, Lord, uh, because it's because of you that we have doctors and nurses and medicine and hospitals, but we also have Jesus. By his stripes, we were healed. So we have the healing power of Jesus, too, for those who have the faith to receive healing. So we thank you, Lord, that I can come out and preach today. We give you all the glory for what's happening today. In your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. <coughs> pretty well dressed today. Like I said, it's pretty cold out here. So before I get started, uh, I need to continue our uh, advertisement. So uh, this, this is uh, book number two. Uh, we do a class. My mouth is cold. It's, uh, my jaw is cold. It's, it's hard to talk when you're really cold. But uh, we'll see how that goes. So uh, every, uh, plus I have my gloves on because I tried doing it without my gloves and my hands just froze immediately. It's cold. Anyways, uh, Monday through Friday, seven o'clock in the morning, I do a live stream broadcast of a class. We call that the True Study. And that's what this book is. This is book two here. And uh, uh, that's where we're in right now. We just finished 70 classes, 70. Seven zero. That's a lot of classes. You think about that, and uh, it adds up after a while. Every class is one hour long, so we've done seventy hours of teaching. You think about that, seventy hours, and you think about what you have done in the kingdom of God. Have you put in seventy hours this whole year? Have you put in seventy hours? I put in seventy hours since August, just uh, just doing that one thing. So I'm just giving you an example. It's no big deal on my part. I mean, I do this full-time. I'm serving the Lord as a full-time minister, I guess you could say. I'm retired now, that's why I have time. But just because I'm retired doesn't mean that I need to serve the Lord because there's a lot of people retired. And guess what they're doing? They're out playing because, well, they're retired. Time to go play. Serve God, are you kidding me? I've worked all my life for this retirement to go play. And two years later, they died. God says, well, I'm going to bring you home, I guess, uh, with an empty bucket, empty account. Since you didn't want to serve me all the days of your life, I'm going to bring you home anyways. So I'm talking about those who have not lived in sin all their life. So this book helps us stay out of sin. It helps you serve the Lord. It gets you motivated. It gets you inspired. It's not a teaching book. It's not a Bible study. So if you come to this class expecting a Bible study, now we have Bible teaching in the class, but it's not a Bible study. It's more of an orientation to this book here on, on, on why and the value. And it appears to me after all these classes that the Lord is really trying to impart value into serving Him, value into preaching, value into ministry, 
value into studying the Word of God, value. And in that value, people say, you know, if you raise it up a high enough value, you'll put more importance on it, and therefore you'll give some of your precious time to it. But if it's of no value to you, then it goes way down the list of priorities, and that's why people don't serve the Lord. So I'm, I'm looking to the Lord to help me to put value into your life by using this book, by using the class, and things like that. So that's the, one of the benefits of coming to the class and the benefit of these books. You can go and buy these books at the, the Book Patch, P-A-T-C-H.com. Uh, ignore the uh, picture on the front there. It's a horrible, ugly picture. But uh, on the top bar, it's a menu bar. Click on uh, Bookstore, because I'm in the bookstore. When you click the bookstore, it'll give you a search bar, because there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books in the bookstore. And uh, you'll type in uh, GEC True Study, and you'll see the first four books that I have there. And uh, they're $9.27, 8.5 by 11, spiral bound, good cover, and a nice printing. Uh, it'll be shipped to you in a nice uh, cardboard and nice shipping. They take very good care on sending these to people. I'm really excited about their value and their sending uh, the material. It's not all beat up when you get it. And uh, uh, the print, the value of the book, of the dollar value, the 927, is simply and only the print cost that the printer charges to produce the book. All right. And uh, I've added no profit to it. So my idea is I'm giving the profit away to help pay for your shipping and handling of the book. That's what I'm doing. And then uh, if you buy book one, book one, this is book two here, if you buy book one, uh, give me a picture of it, and uh, you don't need to put your face in if you don't want to, it's fine, I'm not worried about that, I just want to take a picture of the book, and get on our Sunday prayer list, email list, our Sunday prayer letter, that went out this morning, every morning, every Sunday morning, we send out a nice long letter about what we're doing this week, and things that are going on, I never ask for money, so don't think that it's for offerings, I don't ask for money, uh, if you want to give, you talk to God. Don't talk to me about it. Talk to God about it. And then, uh, uh, so three things. You take a picture of it. You get on our email list for our Sunday prayer letter. And then number three, you come to some of the classes, like a tie. You know, there's uh, 65 classes per book. So, you know, come to six or seven classes, and I'll give you a good idea what's going on. And I'll send you book number two at my cost, our church cost. The church, Gospel of Andrews Church, will send you book two at no, no cost to you because you've done that. So we're a giving church. We're not a, we're not a selling church. We're a praying church. We're a giving church. We give our prayers. We give our time. We give a lot of things. And uh, God supplies everything for us. And that's why it all goes out. That's why we have the money to do this because we give. Because we give, we have the money to send this to you at no cost. This is book two, not book one. Book one you have to pay for. And then uh, it kind of goes on through the book. So there'll be eight of them all together, and uh, that's how we'll do that, all right? <laughs> My bus driver goes, the Longmont bus. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I got two bus drivers that wave together, all together. That's pretty weird for a Sunday. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so let me put this away and get started our sermon here. Let me put this, uh, where do I want to put this? Let me put it right here. Does that work? Uh, it's in the tripod there. All right. Man, is it cold. 
<clears throat> All right, so our Sunday, this is December 3rd, number three, the last month of the year. I hope you're getting ready to serve the Lord next year in 2024. I hope you're making plans. I hope you're really sitting down with the Lord in your prayer time and saying, Lord, I want to serve you this coming year. Preacher John did 70 classes already and I've done nothing. Or I've done one or two things and I haven't done anything. And He's done all those sermons and all that preaching. I want to do something too, Lord. And, uh, you know, God will help you, man. God will help you. <clears throat> and so uh, <clears throat> I just saw a guy riding a bicycle coming down from the... Uh, he's got a skis on his back. When I'm carrying my banner, a lot of people think during the summertime, those are my skis. <laughs> I said, hey, what is that? I thought those were your skis. No, that's my Jesus sign. Your Jesus sign? Yeah, here's the gospel track. Do you know Jesus is your Savior? <laughs> I walk all over town. I don't drive anymore. A lot of people drive to their location. I'm fortunate now that I gave my car away six, well, let's see, July of 2017, however long that's been. And I also gave up my driver's license, so I haven't been behind the wheel of a car since uh, I moved to Boulder after a couple of months. And uh, so I walk, and I ride the bus, and uh, I ride my bicycle sometimes, and uh, <laughs> it's a great day. All right, so December 3rd, Sunday prayer letter. It's a pretty long letter. If you got the letter, uh, I wrote quite a bit. I was really moved by the Lord. I spent the whole day pretty much in the letter. I started about 10 o'clock in the morning, and I wasn't done until about 5 p.m. So 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, seven hours writing the letter. But I didn't sit down the whole time. I was worshiping the Lord, I was praying. Saturday's my Sabbath, okay? It's my day of rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't do Jewish holidays and Jewish feasts and all that kind of stuff. But the Lord asked me to set the Sabbath aside as a rest unto Him when I first moved to Boulder in 2017. So the very first Sabbath day here in May of 2017, I gave it to the Lord, and I've been doing that all every day, every Sabbath, except for three or four times I disobeyed God, and I came out and preached and ministered. Had to come home and repent. God said, did I tell you to do that? I want you to spend time with me. So a lot of people don't do that. They want to go play on Saturdays, or you know, a lot of people preach on Saturdays too because they work all week. You know, I never could have done this in the trucking world. I worked every Saturday. Every single Saturday I worked. There was no Saturday I didn't work. I was either uh, coming in or going out, you know. Always, you know, well, I guess about every other Saturday. Every, every, there was a couple Saturdays that didn't work. But uh, anyways, uh, uh, that's trucking. I spent 40 years out there on the road. So as you know, truckers work all the time. December 3rd, Sunday prayer letter. Uh, please subscribe to the channel, uh, not to the channel, uh, but you can if you want, but the Sunday prayer list, really important. It becomes a point of contact for us to pray for you also, you know, and uh, I'm not so much of one says, John, would you pray for me? You know, if you want me to pray for you, well, give something to us. Nope, I'm not asking for anything except be a part of our ministry. Don't just beg for prayer and then don't give anything in response. You know, our, we take prayer in our church very, very seriously. Jesus said, uh, uh, my house would be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves, or something like that, whatever it says. And a Gospel Evangelist Church is a house of prayer. So, you know, be a part of our class, be a part of the true study, you know, pray for us. Uh, get on our Sunday prayer letter, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know, things that don't cost you a nickel, not even a penny, you know. Uh, but, you know, people don't even do that. 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people watch this video or watch this channel and they don't subscribe they don't give they don't do anything they just take 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 how sad but that's the world we live in okay I'm just highlighting that just to let you know that I see what's going on I'm not oblivious to what's going on you know and uh, but if you say well I pray for you John well that's good pray for us you know let me know what you're doing in your prayer time uh, maybe let me know uh, what God's told you in your prayer time email us you know go to our website and uh, click on contact John that's a private message that comes to us things like that okay no, but stay, you know, community, that's what we're talking about. That's what Riley mentioned to me. I got, that's really big in my mind. That's why we have the title of our letter this week. It's called, Go Unto His Friends to Refresh Himself. All right? Go Unto His Friends to Refresh Himself. That's uh, Acts 27. That's where we're in this week. That's verse number three. All right? Verse number three. I haven't preached for 10 days, so it feels kind of funny to be out on the street. Feels good though. I love it. You know, uh, I have a plan. The reason I'm out here today is is uh, I have a plan uh, and a purpose and a reason what I'm doing. So, for those who don't know, uh, I've dedicated 10 years of my life to banner preaching and street ministry. And in those 10 years, my objective is to put 10,000 hours on the street. And in those 10,000 hours, my uh, I. My plan is to put 3,000 days on the street. And in that amount of work, the idea, the plan, the hope is that 10 million people will go buy our banner. 10 million people. And in that, we'll win one or two people. <laughs> A lot more than that. But uh, so because of the health issue and different things and my physical inability to come out sometimes, uh, 10 years is not going to be long enough to reach the other objectives. So it's gonna be 12 to 15 years, most likely. You know, I've gotta be ready for that. So 10 years would have put me at 75 years old. Uh, 15 years will put me right at 80. Will I be able to do this at 75 years old or 80? I'm 70 now. Another 10 years? Well, I'm hoping 70, 80 years old. Uh, I try to take care of myself. But if you're 80 years old, what are you doing? If you're 70 years old and you're listening to this, or you know of somebody who's 70, what are they doing for God? Are they sitting in front of the television watching the ball game, right? Eating popcorn or eating a bunch of junk? Are they doing nothing for the kingdom of God? They're just walking around with their looking around. You see, a lot of us have time. A lot of us have no time. When I was trucking, I worked 80 to 100 hours a week. During harvest, it was 100 hours a week. I was a produce hauler for 27 years, closer to 30 years, produce hauling. And so in produce, when it's harvest season, you have to work like crazy because harvest has to come out of the field, get ready for shipment, and then get in that truck and head it to the market. And it's got to go, 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 go. You've got to, during harvest season, it's a big deal. So during those years, during those months, you know, 100 hours a week. And uh, during the off season, 80. Yeah. Are you working 80 hours? See, I had no time. 
But guess what? I still preached and still ministered where I was able to. That's why I was called Preacher John, because anytime people got around me, I talked about Jesus. I didn't talk about my truck or my engine or the kind of transmission I had or what kind of trailer I had, what kind of reefer I had on my refrigerated trailer. I didn't talk about that stuff. Most truckers do. You know, I didn't tell dirty jokes. I didn't talk about women. I didn't talk about none of that stuff. I talked about Jesus. <laughs> talked about Jesus, man. Jesus, right there. J-E-S-U-S. -S. Going to his friends to refresh himself. Acts 27. We're still in the theme called signs, miracles, wonders, praise, worship. That's the season that we've been in all year long. We'll be into to the end of December and we're moving into a new one. Come uh, January 1st, uh, we'll move into a new season called Fire. My banner's out the printer right now, the builders of my banner. Uh, the proofs have already been uh, approved and now it's being constructed uh, of my new banner that, of 2024 and that banner is called Fire, F-I-R-E. This year's banner was called uh, God bless you. Every year I had a new banner. So I had one since 2019. So it's 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. This will be banner number six. Banner number six. Every year I pray and I look for a message. Hello. God bless you, man. How are you today? Doing good. Stay warm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so that'll be uh, a new theme and that theme will match the banner. It'll match our preaching all year long. Uh, there's over 500 verses with uh, the word fire in it. So we're gonna talk about the good things of fire and the bad things on fire. We're gonna talk about everything pertaining to fire. Why is that? Because 2023 is all about the Holy Ghost. And John the Baptist says, there's one coming after him that will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So we've been talking about the Holy Ghost this whole year. Next year, we'll be in fire. And uh, last, well, when I was praying for 2023, the Lord showed me that 2023 and 2024, those two years are like one long year, not two separate years, it's one year, 24 months long. So funny thing is, <clears throat> this has been the most unusual season for me, getting ready for next year because normally I replace all my wore out stuff. But this year, the Lord says, no, I want you to keep your wore out stuff. Like my Bible, I was gonna replace my Bible. Keep that. My computer, I was going to, because that thing gets burned up. It's three years old, four years old, and I just gonna hang on to it. The only thing I'm replacing is my banner. Gonna keep my old coat here, pretty beat up, and I got it washed yesterday, and a lot of my stuff. And what is it? What do I expect for next year? Uh, I expect to come out to preach on my website. Come January first, you'll see all the new goals that we have, our objectives that we'll have for next year. We'll probably increase our uh, prayers for soul winning. We'll increase. We'll increase the amount of touching people. We have a brand new gospel track coming in. Uh, come January first, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. You see, I'm getting ready to refresh people. Yeah. Refresh, just like the gentleman before I turned the camera on, Jimmy. He saw me several years ago. Say, hey, do you remember me? About three years ago, you gave me a couple dollars to go down and buy a cup of coffee. I really appreciate that. I remember you. I remember you buying me a cup of coffee. I was on the street. 
I bought him another one today. <laughs> wow, I remember him three years ago, maybe four, I mean, at least three years ago. I remember him because I remember how he talked. I remember the stories he had. And he went across the street to Starbucks and took the money I gave him. And he went over there, right over there, sat down and have a cup of coffee on the Lord. I gave him a bunch of gospel tracks. I gave him three gospel tracks, one to keep, two to give away. So he said, I'll, I'll place them there in Starbucks. I just don't say God bless you to people. If they need something, I provide to them. As you say God bless you and the guy's hungry or, or cold, wants to come in out of the cold, get a hot cup of tea or coffee or cocoa or something, provide to him. Quit telling people, oh, God bless you, have a great day, and you never provide. I'm sick of that. Ministers out here that don't provide for people. Now, I'm in a kind of an unusual situation because in Boulder, there's a lot of homelessness. A lot of people live on the street. So there's a lot of poor who live here, a lot of poor. So I look at the poor as an opportunity, opportunity. Opportunity to give. That's what Jesus did. That's why we have an abundance of funds coming in. We, we're not lacking. That's really rare for a new church getting started with a guy who doesn't have a job. I'm retired. Living on something, my retirement. I tell you. No church is supporting us. No organization. We have no, we don't have some bunch of people who pledged thousands of dollars. We don't have none of that stuff. We're living by faith, living by faith. Signs, miracles, wonders, praise, worship. Part one, Sunday, Acts 27, verses one through three. Only a few verses today. Hallelujah. Kind of looking around, keeping an eye on things. I get focused here on this video. <clears throat> The gentleman, uh, Steve from uh, Chick Publications, <coughs> we talked several times when he was helping me create the new uh, uh, back, custom back to our track. Uh, you have to have 10,000 tracks to have a custom back. So we finished uh, this month, we'll finish up all 10,000 tracks and we'll be out of tracks by the end of this month. I know that for a fact, because I only have a handful of tracks left. So next year, 2024, we'll start off with our brand new trucks. And Steve, I know, yeah, Steve, his name is Steve. And Steve's been at, uh, at Chick, Track, Chick Tracks for, since 1996. And he said, I went to a YouTube channel and I watched one of your sermons. I said, man, it was good. It caught my attention and I stayed uh, uh, attentive the whole time. I like how you're doing things. I like how you're using our gospel tracks. And I appreciate you being a part of our ministry. It's really amazing. He really enjoyed what we're doing. He looked at our website, checked our church out, was very edified, exhorted, and comforted. Very so, very much so. I was very pleased that the Lord uh, had him do that. I didn't ask him to do any of that stuff, but he did. And uh, the other guy who could, who uh, did it last five years ago, um, he didn't do that. But so uh, Steve really did a fantastic job. I really liked the new tracks coming out. So uh, since I'm talking about those new tracks, uh, come January, what we're gonna do as a church, I haven't told anybody yet, but this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're a giving church, right? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna invite people to send us their mailing address, and we're gonna mail a packet. Uh, trick, trick tracks come in packs of 25, kind of you know plastic wrapped 25, 
And uh, you know, it's several dollars, and uh, we'll send that pack uh, to you. No charge to you. Just give us your mailing address, and we'll send a pack of 25 of our, of our tracks out to you that you can place around town. And uh, uh, that's what we're going to do with the new track. So we're going to do that for for the first month or two of the new year, kind of kick off our 10,000 tracks uh, campaign and see how long it takes to give out these tracks here. Uh, we're I'm scheduling to pass out 3,000 a year, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to get that done in three years rather than five years. But I want to help people. So it costs you about three and a half or four dollars to send a packet of 25, and uh, plus the cost of the pack uh, of the uh, tracks. So let's, what is that? 350, 380 plus um, uh, another three. So it's like six dollars, six and a half dollars to send maybe seven dollars with tax cost probably seven dollars to send everybody a pack of 25 tracks is it worth it to us what happens if a hundred people do that that's seven hundred dollars i have to give out well i i trust in the lord and is it worth it yeah i think it's worth it and plus i don't look at that what i look at and i'm giving this an example as i look to god i pray and what God tells me to do, I continue praying. I give it back to God, and I say, thank you, Lord. And I commit that, whatever he told me to do, to him. Then he helps me to uh, understand it. He helps me to receive whatever I need to get it done. He strengthens me. He does whatever he needs to do to get me ready to receive. And so it only took me a couple days, three, four days, to get that ready to say this on the online here on the channel whatever this is so uh, that's a good deal I'm excited about that that comes in January January not now January because we're almost out of tracks now we can't mail any more out because we, I don't want to run out of tracks before the before the new ones come in all right uh, but we will coming uh, the first of January the tracks will be here towards the end of December all right so uh, Acts 27 uh, we'll read the first uh, three verses here. And when he was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto one named Julius. Like an orange Julius in California. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if anybody remembers the orange Julius. It was an orange ball, like built like an orange. Like, you know, Orange, California. Orange, and it was called the Orange Julius. We used to go there in the summertime, Orange Julius. <laughs> Orange Julius. A centurion, oh, I guess it's not an Orange Julius, it's a centurion. I already knew that, I'd be playing. A centurion of Augustus's band. Verse 2. And entering into a ship of Adramitium, we launched, meaning to sail by the coast of Asia, one Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalon Thessalonica, being with us, verse 3, and the next day we touched at Sidon, and Julius courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go into his friends to refresh himself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, boys. It's cold. Ah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> 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 
<clears throat> All right. So, uh, let me kind of come down here a little. I got a couple things I want to say here in these. It says here, and when it was determined, uh, if you to be to to say the word when it we determined, that means you have to have thought, be thinking, and to be thinking, you have to be planning and setting objectives and goals. So. In my Sunday prayer letter, you'll see that I talked a lot about my navigational time in the Navy, about sailing the Mediterranean. We made several cruises to the Mediterranean uh, after the Vietnam War, and uh, that's I have a lot of experience in these areas where Paul went to. And we stopped in some of these places and sailed these same waters that Paul sailed. The Mediterranean Sea was here in this Bible, and it's still here today. Still here today. It's not the different Mediterranean Sea. It's the Mediterranean as we know it today. And some of the islands. I've been on the island of Crete. You know, I've been on Italy back. You know, a lot of the old old times and some of the Greek islands, and walked in some of the places that Paul walked. It's kind of crazy. So I relate to a lot of this stuff. You know, we sailed off the coast of Alexandria and off the coast of. Gaza and Israel. We sailed on those coasts there. We know a lot about it. But to do that, we had to make plans, and then we determined to carry out those plans, okay? Sorry, I'm looking at different people here, trying to look around. Determined. So just like, for example, I am determined to uh, preach through 2024. I'm making plans, making goals, making objectives, praying and committing everything to God and he's talking to me and we're working things out. He's my boss. I work for God. I don't work for a church. I don't work for some organization. I don't work for people, man. I'm sorry. I work for God. You know, now I work with people, but God brought those people into my life and we work as a team. All right? Praise God. But God has the final answer. I mean, I have the, you know, between God and I, I guess. I don't know. I'm responsible for this church. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, determined. Uh, Sail into Italy. Delivered Paul. A lot of things here. And I want to go down here to, uh, uh, there's a, just read the story here pretty good. But what I want to go down here is talk this. Uh, Julius, uh, he must have been a pretty good man. Because later on in the story, we'll hear that uh, they wanted to kill the prisoners. There was a point in time that uh, the rules of the ship, what they were doing when they were carrying prisoners, was if the ship wrecked, they had to kill the prisoners. They couldn't let the prisoners go, so they had to kill all the prisoners. So that must have been kind of hard on Julius, knowing that if something happened, he would have to kill Paul, because here he gave him liberty. And I think it's really interesting that in the Navy, that's what it's called. When we pull into a port, the captain gives us liberty. Yeah, liberty, that's what it's called. Two-day liberty, 24-hour liberty, 12-day liberty, I mean 12-hour liberty, you know? And uh, that's what we would do. So that's why I traveled in so many countries because of the job I did. Uh, I was able to take the whole time off. Uh, if we were in port for two or three days or five days or a week, I was able, because of my job as a navigation team member, quartermaster, to take all that time off and uh, play, <laughs> travel. You know, so I would go inland and I'd go different places. Really enjoyable. Really enjoyed my time 
in the military, except for Vietnam. That was horrible. But I never put my boots on the ground over there. I was on a cargo ship. I wasn't on some battleship. I wasn't on an aircraft carrier. I was, but I was still nervous and scared because six times we were uh, ordered to head over to Vietnam to relieve a crew. And six times my mom got a letter saying your son is uh, going to Vietnam to relieve a crew, no, because I'm Navy. And uh, it was very trying for those first couple years. Those first couple years. Anyways, get back into here. Courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go and his friends to refresh himself. You'll notice here that how did Julius know that Paul had friends in this port city, port of call that they're at? I don't know. Apparently, Paul had friends all over because Paul traveled in the ministry. He was a missionary and he made many, many, many missionary trips to a lot of different countries and cities to the Gentiles preaching Jesus Christ and leading a multitude of people to the Lord and building churches. All right, building churches. One of, that's one of the jobs of an apostle is to build a church. The, the apostle is kind of commissioned to be that type of person, a builder and, uh, or a, you know, a starter. You know, that's what apostle sort of means. And then we have the uh, prophet, the mouthpiece of God, evangelist, preaching salvation. We have the pastor who's the shepherd. We have the teacher who teaches, anointed to really teach the small little nuances in an anointed sense like nobody else can. It's amazing. And a lot of people today all say, oh, those offices are all done away with, you know, whatever. People want to believe what they want to believe. Uh, I believe the Bible, and uh, that's what we do. We believe the Word of God. Sorry. A lot of people don't leave the, believe the Bible. They want to believe what they're taught. Well, if they're taught the Word of God and they don't believe it, I'm not going to look good for them later on because uh, God doesn't change. All right? Uh, so his friends to refresh himself. He wanted to go to his friends. He, Julius wanted to have Paul go to his friends because community, friendship, fellowship is important. Uh, what A lot of times what friends do is they keep you refreshed. Like I was sick. When I was sick, I was, uh, I needed refreshing. But I struggle with asking people to come over. But, uh, the Lord asked me to call Brent, and when Brent called me back, uh, believe it or not, I'll just let you know, uh, I was so emotional that I couldn't stop crying on the phone with Brent, because I was hurting. I was hurting. And Brent saw that, heard that, and immediately he responded and refreshed me, and then Riley did, and some other people. It's just, it was amazing. It was amazing. Elise did. It was amazing. So don't turn people away in your life. Allow God to bring friends into your life so that those friends can refresh you. You know, if you need some, ask a friend. If you need some. Don't, like I was trained all my life growing up with my mom and dad, never to ask for anything, never to ask. You're to be independent. 
you know, never ask, you be the boss, that kind of junk. And so that produces a lot of self-centeredness, selfishness. And so by the time I was, you know, mid-20s, I was very selfish. And that was very hard because I got married when I was 25. And uh, then I had my first child when I was uh, 26 and a half, 27, 27. <clears throat> first child with Nancy. And uh, born child, first one died. <clears throat> Second one lived. And uh, I had to open my life because I had a new son in my life and a wife and I had to stop being independent and I had to start allowing my wife to refresh me and my little boy to even refresh me. Uh, yeah, you have to allow your children to refresh you also. And it took a long time, long, long time for me to break those old habits of being self-centered and selfish. I still battle that a little bit now and that's one of the reasons I talk about giving so much because it'll stop that self-centeredness. It'll stop that selfishness and self-centeredness. Uh, because you're, if you're all about you, then what happens is, is uh, you can't allow other people to come in your life to refresh you. You know, nowadays, I am by myself. Everybody's grown up and have their own families, and I'm kind of by myself nowadays. And... Uh, uh, it's, it takes a long time to learn how to live as a single person and uh, you have to watch yourself that you don't become self-centered as a single person and you have to keep that giving going uh, I'll, I'll tell you who's really teaching me a lot two guys who are really teaching me giving greatly I don't know if they know this or not, but Brent and Riley are two gentlemen that the Lord brought into my life that by their lifestyle, they're teaching me how to stay open to giving and helping people. That has been a great, 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 massive blessing in my life. And so I hope that I'm here, you're hearing me because there's no way you can refresh somebody if you're a taker and a hoarder and a self-centered person. It won't happen won't happen because you'll give out of a grudging heart and you that you know can't do it that way read Corinthians first uh, Corinthians chapter 9 talks about that all right let's pray so Lord I thank you that we can refresh other people that you help us not to be self-centered not to be selfish but to uh, to give liberty to other people they, they can come into our life and we thank you Lord for what you're doing in people's lives we give this sermon, this message, and this time out here in the street to your glory, Father, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, boy, oh boy. Whew. All right, so uh, that's it. Tomorrow's Monday, and uh, I'm going to be up there at Table Mesa and Foothills across the street from uh, the RTD Park and Ride. That's in the southern, southern Boulder, South Boulder, and... Uh, <laughs> Keep me in prayer. If, if you like, no, no need to pray with me if you don't want me to. If you don't want to. Man, my jaw's cold. All right, have a great day. We'll talk to you later, man. I love you. Bye.